a lot of these things are actually the exact opposite of my personality. Like I am more inclined to want to make other people happy. I am more inclined to want to share the process. I am more inclined to kind of do honestly the opposite of all of these things that I did during this pregnancy. And I think it was because there was so much intention behind it that I just didn't care. Mama! Let's reimagine mom life together. Mama Has Goals is your hub for relatable support and helpful resources that help you fuel yourself alongside motherhood. Your identity is bigger than mom, and whatever your goals are, together we're making them a reality. If you've been following for a little bit, you know that being a part of female communities and events and networking opportunities has been so huge for my growth, especially as Mama Has Goals and what that looks like bringing this vision to life and my own growth and own evolution. And one of the communities that has been the most impactful for me is the Powerhouse Women community. And one of the partners of Powerhouse is expecting her little powerhouse any day now. And today our guest is Hannah Wells. Hannah has been alongside me as I've really navigated what this year of growth bringing this community life has looked like from the first moment the Mama Has Goals dropped into the powerhouse DMs trying to figure out what the next steps would look like. Lindsay and Hannah opened their arms and brought me into their community to really learn how to step into what I needed to become to be the leader of this platform. And I am so excited to bring her on today. We talk about why Hannah kept her pregnancy quiet for a really long time, the growth and personal development that she stepped into to really be the best parent that she knows she can step into parenting as to really navigate navigating her own wellness journey, why wellness is so important, where to get started, how to take the leap from what feels comfortable and safe into something unknown, but maybe more aligned and right for you when it comes to career or business. There are so many great conversations in this episode. I really recommend that you grab some headphones, sit down and really find all the different ways that you can enlighten yourself, your soul and where you're going through this conversation with Hannah. Hannah, I'm so excited to be here with you today because one, I just love chatting with you. And two, I am so excited to talk to you literally before you go into labor any moment. And I secretly kind of think it'd be fun if it happened right now while we're talking. So there, (laughs) you're like, please no. But I am super excited to just talk about the way that you are already approaching motherhood, how you're stepping into being pregnant, bringing this new human into this world, how you're showing up. And I just just can't wait to kind of pull back the curtain on what this last nine months has looked like for you. And that's really where I want to start because you kept your pregnancy really quiet from the rest of the world. And while you have, you know, a public following, you also hold a high position at Powerhouse Women, you're the COO and partner. And so there's a lot of people that are always interested in your life. And (laughs) you've been able to kind of keep that secret, which is hard for people. So I want to talk about what led you to make that decision and then how you did it and what the behind the scenes looked like. Yeah, totally. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here because I got to watch Mama Has Goals come to life before it was like this cool podcast where I could come (laughs) be a part of. So I'm just so excited. And yeah, you know, I so I'm like, where do I even begin? Um, First of all, I was planning the Powerhouse Women event when I was like in my first trimester, which anyone who's been in their first trimester of pregnancy knows that that's a lot. That is a lot to have on your hands. Um, so I was really kind of focused on that. But 
when I found out that I was pregnant, it was a little bit of a surprise because I kind of was under the assumption that I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant naturally. My husband and I have been together for a really long time. We've never had any accidental uh-ohs for, you know, nine years, and I have never been on birth control. So I really, it was kind of came as a surprise to me. And when I found out that I was pregnant, I was so excited. And there was this very clear feeling that I had that I knew that I wanted to do it differently than I had maybe seen modeled by other people around me. And I started to quickly realize that there are so many similarities between, and I know some people are absolutely going to hate me for saying this, but there are so many similarities between how you decide to show up in business and how you can show up in motherhood and becoming a parent. And we do things a little bit different at Powerhouse. We're very intuitively led. We don't really like pay a whole lot of attention to what other people are doing. Um, it's more of like an inside job, you know, we're always trying to like become better versions of ourselves and that shows in the business. So when I found out that I was pregnant, it was like, it never even crossed my mind that I wanted to share it with anyone. It was almost like this instant feeling of, I am going to go inward. I'm going to figure out what I want this journey to look like for myself, how I want it to feel, what kind of mom I want to be what story I want to write around parenthood before I start letting the outside world dictate my decisions. And Mm. that felt so important to me. Like, I feel like it was like something from like a higher power, universe, God, whatever you believe in, that was like, you're going to do this in a way that is going to allow it to be like so magical. I don't think it would have been that for me if I would have shared it with a bunch of people. Yeah. And I think it is so, so beautiful because I was one of the first to get pregnant out of anyone that I knew in my friend group. And so I just kind of set the standard. And while I didn't share it right, right away, I did share it on kind of a traditional timeline. And now that I'm two pregnancies in and I have two little boys, I love your story. And now that I have a business for moms, I don't know that I'll do it the same way. But the ability to keep that to yourself is so powerful. And to really sit and say, how do I want to show up as a parent? What is the work I need to do? And one of the quotes that I remember you sharing was you were like, you know, instead of getting like 20 diaper bag recommendations, I was able to focus on like how I want to show up as a mom. And that is, you know, silly, but so true at the same time, because people will send you, I literally have a spreadsheet that when people do ask, I'm like, here's the spreadsheet of my stuff. But that's so overwhelming when you're on the receiving end and you're not asking for it. And you just have people completely telling you, hey, feed this way. And here's the diaper bag you need. And if you're going to breastfeed, get this pump. And if you're not going to breastfeed, do this. And it's a never ending. So I'd love for you to talk about how did you actually then get the information that you did need because you have to learn, right? And I know you did things from like sound healing to go inward to probably picking out a diaper bag. So tell me what (laughs) kind of that transition looked like. Yeah, totally. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I was already kind of going through a huge evolution. Like I was really stepping into you know, what people call like the next version of yourself, I really was already in deep evolution. And I knew that if I went outward too quickly and started taking in all of those opinions, that it could rock my foundation because my foundation didn't feel very solid yet. And when I say that, I mean, 
I wasn't super clear on who I was, where I was going. Like I was still in that that phase of kind of like discovering who I want to be and who I am like at my most authentic self. So I really went hard on personal development. And I think that that's something that you don't really hear very often because it is a natural instinct when you find out you're pregnant to want to give everything of your best abilities to the baby, right? And when I really sat with myself, I realized that at the end of the day, a baby needs like a few things to live. There's so much on the internet of like necessities and things that you need. And at the end of the day, like a baby needs love and they need to be fed and like have a place to sleep. So Mm. I kind of looked at it from that perspective. And the best thing that I could possibly do bringing someone earthside is honestly to be the absolute best version of myself. I want my baby to come into this world and have a mom who is so sure of herself, who, you know, does things that she's scared of and leans into fear and like practice all of the things that I have been preaching for so long. And I really just wanted to be someone that she could be proud of someday. And to me, that felt like my number one priority. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. That's why I feel like it was like something from above. Like nothing else mattered. I actually didn't care about any of the other things. I just really kept it as simple as me being the best, happiest version of myself and her having food and a great place to live is like all that baby needs. And yeah. And then I did a lot of personal development and it was really crazy behind the scenes for the last nine months of me working on myself and working through trauma and going through, you know, layers and layers of things that I am so glad I don't have to bring with me into parenthood because it would have been a completely different experience. You know, I would have like made a lot of decisions and showed up in a way that now I'm like, I feel so ready. I feel so prepared. I feel so excited And then to answer like your other part of that question is like, how did I find out about the things that I needed to like, as far as like diaper bags and like all of the things because I like to get like cute stuff for baby, obviously. (laughs) And for that, I really am just so simple. I Googled it. I literally had like baby list where you add your registry stuff and they just had so many good articles and things like that. So I really didn't look too much around. And in my mind, I kind of was like, If I order something and I don't like it, like it's replaceable, everything, all of that stuff is fixable. What's not fixable and what's not replaceable is a baby coming into this world with a mom who was carrying so much baggage. Yeah, I think it is so inspiring. And I kind of hope you create this wave of permission for moms to really step into motherhood in a different way. And I think that the first thing that I can hear just people saying already, I can imagine the women in our community coming up and saying is my so-and-so would be upset if I did that, whether it's my mom, my mother-in-law, my husband, whatever it is. I would love for you to talk about how you showed up for yourself over others and really allowed to push that to the side. Yeah, totally. Well, I think keeping it a secret helped quite a bit. And I'll be totally transparent. I am in like a unique situation where my husband and myself, we're not super, super close with our families. So I don't have that overbearing mom in my, in my face or, you know, overbearing like uh, mother-in-law, things like that. So I do say when it comes to that, I feel like I did kind of have a benefit going into it. Keeping it a secret for sure helped. But what I will say is that, you know, 
if anybody that really, really knows me, like even Kelsey, like hearing me say all of these things, a lot of these things are actually the exact opposite of my personality. Like I am more inclined to want to make other people happy. I am more inclined to want to share the process. I am more inclined to kind of do honestly the opposite of all of these things that I did during this pregnancy. And I think it was because there was so much intention behind it that I just didn't care. This yeah. is like the last time I believe in my life that I'm just going to be able to be so freaking selfish. Like from now on, I'm going to have a baby and she's going to need me. And so this was my time to do exactly what I knew that I needed to do. And that was get quiet and not take in everyone else's opinions. And, you know, I looked at it from the stance of, when you go into the outside world and you start taking in all of this information from other people, you don't really know like how their mind is. You don't know what their mindset is. And a lot of people's stories around motherhood or, you know, what their experience was are, are victim based. And I know mm-hmm. that that might trigger some people and I'm sorry. I'm not saying that motherhood is not incredibly difficult. I haven't had her yet. And I will probably eat my words on a lot of things that I say. But what I do know is that I'm not willing to take in information from people who I wouldn't like want to put myself in their shoes. And when you just draw that line, I know it's not easy. And there are probably people listening that are like, you sound crazy. Like that's, that's just too simple. But when you have like a why behind something and an intention and you make a decision, it really does make it easier. And you are going to piss some people off. You know, yeah, Yeah, like I still to this day am like upsetting some family members because like they want to know baby's name or they want to know like if they can come to the hospital. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know those (laughs) things. I don't have an answer for you. And at the end of the day, the people that love me are still going to love me after even if I have to step on some toes in the process. (laughs) Yeah, I think it goes back to that saying, like the people that matter don't mind and the people that Mm -hmm. mind don't matter. And that can sound harsh, but it's real, right? And people that truly do matter and love you are going to forgive you. I set some pretty hard boundaries with our first where I was like, no one's allowed in our house for two weeks. You're not allowed to the hospital. No one contact me. Don't show up. Don't drop off food. Two weeks. I'll let you know how we're feeling. And I actually felt really great. So I invited people in as soon as we got home, but I had set that boundary. So the expectation was like a surprise and delight rather than having people there when I felt uncomfortable. And I think that more often than not, I hear that moms wish that they had focused more on themselves and how they were feeling and what they needed rather than what mom, mother-in-law, friend, whatever they wanted to come out and experience. And this is the only time you're going to get this experience. We didn't share the name of either of our children until they were born. And it was really fun for us to have that secret. Now, yeah, other people, you want to share the name. That's great. There's no right answer. But I think what Hannah and I are both trying to make sure you understand is if you do want something and you do want it to be yours, you have to allow yourself that opportunity and not let anyone else take it from you. But you've been doing some self-development work for a while. So Mm -hmm. when you made this decision, it may have come a little more naturally than someone that was brand new into the world. So if someone's listening to this, whether they're a parent or not yet, they're like, you know what? I do need to focus on me. I do need to focus on healing for the rest of my parenting journey to go the best that it can or for when I step into parenting. Where's the very first place you would recommend that they start? And I know that can depend on personality and situation Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but would it be like, 
mental health, physical health? I know you prioritize both um, routine schedule. Where would you start? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. And honestly, a really hard one to answer. I would say that as much as I would love to say, like, go start with personal development, I actually don't think that that's the right answer. I think that in order to really show up in this world in a way that you have a clear mind and are really able to show up as your best self, I believe it starts with wellness. I believe it starts with moving your body and putting really, really good, healthy things into your body. So even though I want for all of you listening to go hop on that personal development train, I actually feel like it's kind of doing a disservice if you don't have those Um, like healthy habits in place first, I wish everyone would kind of start there, you know, like getting yourself feeling really good because when you feel really good and you have a clear mind, it makes the process of personal development a little bit easier. It makes it easier was, was probably the wrong word, but it makes it a little feel a little bit more accessible because you're in a clear state. And I don't think people realize how much um, what we put into our bodies with food and alcohol and caffeine and all of these things, they really do alter the state of your mind and how your mind is able to operate. So for me, it would be like, where in your life can you start moving your body a little more? Can you start implementing these healthier habits so that you feel good enough to be able to go through the process of personal development? Because you're going to need a lot of energy and you're going to need a really, really clear mind. And I just think it's vital. Yeah. And I think that it requires you to do some education work. And I feel like now looking back at year ago, me, I've learned so much on that. But even just you brought up caffeine and I'm not saying you have to stop drinking caffeine, but I think you should be educated about it. I didn't even know a year ago that caffeine doesn't actually like give you energy. It just blocks different brain pathways (laughs) to make you not tired. And I did not know that a year ago. And so it's like just knowing that information that if you're making that choice, like what is it actually doing to your body? Is there anything else that you've learned in your health journey that you're like, I need everyone to know this? Like if I could give you like one nugget of something that I've learned, this would be it. Ooh, when it comes to like wellness, you yeah. mean? Oh my gosh, keep it simple. Like eat whole foods from the earth and see how you feel. Like it literally does not need to be that complicated. I came from like a really messy background of wellness. I have shared a little bit here and there, but I had an eating disorder. I had really skewed versions of like food and all of that. And once I just like brought it back to the basics and created like a healthy relationship with food of like food is nourishment, here's really good food, stop eating processed junk and just like kept it simple um, is when I felt my best. I feel like that is literally the key. Like don't overcomplicate it. Not one food decision is going to like send you over the edge or change your life. It's literally just like a series of small little decisions to like eat more vegetables and, you know, take some supplements that are good for your body and things like that. And you'll feel the difference. And I think that it's really important to kind of show how this all ties together is that wellness is showing up for yourself. It's making a decision that you want to feel good, that you're willing to make the tiny decisions throughout the day that are going to help you feel good. And if you can lay that strong foundation where you're consistently in your life showing up for yourself through health and wellness, 
it's going to make the the seasons and the evolution of like personal development and mental health and therapy and all of those things so much easier because you already have that foundation. You already knows what it feels like to show up for yourself and you're doing it from like a clear space. So it really is like all tied together in such a beautiful way. Yeah. How do you think your wellness prioritization in your past has lent to a positive pregnancy experience? Mm, so much, so, so much. And I feel like I could literally, I need to go on like a health and wellness podcast or something and do like a full episode on just this because I see a lot, a lot, a lot of women struggling in pregnancy and feeling really crappy, you know, not feeling good. And while I do understand that a lot of that is hormone driven, you guys, I had a very tough first trimester. I was sick for like 20 weeks. Um, but I had a really strong mind and so I was able to navigate it differently. But all that to be said, I feel like I have taken such good care of myself during this pregnancy that it's been an entirely different experience than I've seen of my peers who maybe make less healthy eating decisions, stop moving their body. Um, it was never easy for me to work out throughout pregnancy. I had to really rely on the fact that that was a habit that I'd created. I would still show up for myself. I had to learn how to like listen to my body a little bit more and not push myself too much. But having those foundations before pregnancy... And then maintaining them throughout, I've had a really good pregnancy. Like most people, unless they like see me from the side or like know that I'm pregnant, they're like, you literally don't even look pregnant. You're not acting pregnant. And that's not genetics, just to be very clear. Like no one in my family has had that experience. It's because I made one decision at a time based on like how I wanted to feel. And when you're pregnant, you know, you're already, your body needs you more than ever before. And it's funny because we live in a society where it's almost like when you're pregnant is when it's okay to not show up for your body in a lot of ways, you know, like it's okay to eat the bad things and it's okay to stop moving. And those are actually the things that might help you have a better pregnancy experience. It's just, it's going to be hard, (laughs) you know, um, it is hard. And I'm not taking that away saying that like, oh, it was so easy for me to show up for myself. It was really, really hard. And I still did it. And I'm so happy I did because I think if I had not, I would have had an entirely different experience. Yeah. And I think it lends to so many other things, right? Like after your pregnancy, you need your body to be in the best condition that it can be because you're now caring for yourself, regardless of how your delivery journey goes and your little human. So you having those practices are really helpful and being able to show up physically for yourself in each season of that pregnancy. I can remember just how swollen I was after my first pregnancy. And I can only assume that if I, and I didn't make bad health choices, but I definitely wasn't super aware of what I was doing either, that that would have helped. And I'm amazed just listening to you talk on this podcast at 39 weeks pregnant for those listening, like do in one week, right? To (laughs) be able to speak so well. That's something that I remember when, I was very pregnant, having so much weight on my ribs and my stomach, being able to truly just talk through meetings. I was in so many Zoom calls. And, you know, if we grow our family in the future and I have speaking engagements while I'm pregnant, I was literally just thinking about this. Like, I'm going to have to make sure that my health is top notch to be able to be running on a stage like pregnant and speaking and you going for walks and making sure you get your 10,000 steps in all the time and really caring for your fitness 
fitness and Pilates and everything else that you do, I'm sure lends to that. Let's talk about your support system because Mm -hmm. sometimes women are like, yeah, but I can't do that because of X, Y, Z. And while as a partner in a business and an entrepreneur, you have some flexibility in your schedule, you still carry a big responsibility Mm -hmm. for a business that is pretty big for just really the two of you, you're now onboarding another team, a couple team members, but you have a lot that you have to show up for and do and that relies on that. I'd love for you to talk about how you show up for that and what that support looks like with a team, but then also with your partner and what communication goes into place or really what you have to make sure that foundation is steady to be able to show up in those ways. Yeah, totally. And it's like, I don't have any kids yet, but anyone that knows if you have like any part in a business that's really blowing up, it literally is like the equivalent of having a child. Like there, (laughs) it's so much responsibility and so much work. And I just recently moved to California with for my husband's job and everything that I do for business is in Arizona. So I've also spent the last nine months in Arizona almost half the time going back and forth. And that adds like a whole nother layer of like, holy crap, I have no time. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, but I will say, I think it just, and I know that people are going to hate that it's, it isn't this simple and it is. It truly is just making a decision and sticking to it, deciding that you're going to make it work. And to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of support. I had to put things in place that, you know, I encourage other people to look at, which unfortunately for some people, I understand that everyone can't hire a coach or can't pay for a mentor quite yet. But I had to financially invest in something to make myself still show up because I knew what a priority it was to me. And I knew that taking care of myself was going to be the first thing that went wayside. So I signed up for a six-month one-on-one coaching program with someone that was a scary investment for me, honestly. like mm-hmm. I, It was the most money I've ever spent on a program before. I didn't necessarily just have that money sitting around. Like I had to kind of figure it out. I had to move some things around. So I did that for like the personal development side of things because I knew that that would force me to show up in a way that I needed to, to be able to really make this season what I wanted it to be. And then I just made the decision and I honored that decision that I made. I stayed integrity in integrity with the fact that having a baby is the biggest decision that you will ever make in your entire life. And if I couldn't stay true to what I knew that I wanted for this last nine months to be able to bring her into the world and have it be the experience that I know and I want it to be, if I can't show up for myself during that, I don't know when you can, to be completely honest. And that's kind of how I looked at it. Um, I will say I have like a super supportive husband who's also very busy and has like a lot of his own things going on. So I can see if like maybe someone had a husband who needed a little bit more of their time or things like that, it could be hard, but he also knew how important this was to me. And I think when someone loves you, they want that for you too. You know, I literally had went to him when I signed up for the coaching program because it was adding something else to my plate of like not really having a lot of time to even give. And I just said like, I need help to be able to go where I want to go and be happy, truly, truly happy. 
And when you have those conversations with people that love you, they want that for you too. So then he then jumped on board and became way more supportive of it than he would have been if I just went to him and said like, hey, I signed up for this coaching program that is going to take up a lot of my time each week, uh, you know, over the next nine months. Instead, it was like, a, I want to be able to be the best mom I can possibly be. I want to be able to be the best wife. And in order for me to do that, I need to... I felt as though that coaching program was right for me. And then he kind of just jumped on board. Yeah. And I think so often, like you said, there there are situations where you maybe don't have someone that's supportive and, you know, that's a different situation. But it's usually is just you communicating your needs. Usually it's communicating what you need, what you want, and also bringing a solution, which you did. You brought a solution to the problem, not just, hey, I need help. Figure it out for me. I would love to know what the transition of getting to that conversation has been like for you, because as far as I know, it hasn't always been super easy for you to raise your hand and say, hey, I need this for me and stand up for yourself. And not that your husband wasn't supportive and willing to listen because you said he was, but just being able to get to the point that you were able to verbalize that you needed something. So if there's a mom listening or an aspiring mom that's listening and she's like, I don't even know how I would like ask for that or say, hey, I'm doing this, what would be the first steps you would say to really instill that confidence to be able to show up and have that conversation for yourself and put yourself first? Because this is so common in motherhood, right? Like it's not, we don't need it that bad. It's not that important for us. So Mm -hmm. someone else needs the time, the money, the energy more, but really because in many ways we're supporting so much, it really does start with us. So what would you tell that mom to put herself first and have that conversation? Oh my gosh, such a good question. And I wish that I could have been as steadfast in my decisions as I am now, as I like years ago, because like Kelsey kind of was alluding to, I have always been someone specifically with my husband that I don't really like asking for support. I've never really liked um, being quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotations, um, like seen as weak or someone who needs help. Like I'm always the one that's like, I've got this, I've got us, I've got everything. And I really just feel like, you know, I don't know how much this will be like super, super tangible advice. And I will try to make it that way, but you have to really start to sit with yourself. And this is what I had done leading up to finding out I was pregnant. I knew that if I continued to move forward in life in the way that I was moving, that I would never see my full potential, that I would never truly be happy. And I literally went to my husband with that. I said, like, I'm not happy at my core. And in order to be able to show up in this relationship, in this world, in a way that like you can see life in me and be excited and, you know, see me really, really, truly happy and thriving again, I need to do this for myself. And that's a different conversation than coming to someone and saying like, hey, you know, like, I think this coaching program would be cool. I think that it would be good for me. It was like, no, like I have a certain vision for my life. And I had spent a lot of time getting clear on what that was prior to those conversations. So get, I guess that's tangible advice. Get really clear on like, who do you want to be? Where do you want your life to go? How do you want to show up in this life? And then once you have clarity on that, nobody can get in your way. 
literally nobody because if my husband would have been unsupportive, I, honestly, I still would have done it because I'm so clear on where I'm headed in this life and what I want out of this life that anybody that can't support that vision isn't going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some people that are like, whoa, <laughs> you just said like your husband wouldn't be a part. And truthfully, at that time, that is literally how I felt because I was so clear on making such a drastic change in my life that Anybody who wasn't going to lift me up and support me through that wasn't going to make it into the next chapter of my life. So sit down and get clear with yourself if you're listening and you're just like, how do I ask for support? How do I ask for help? What do you want? You know, what do you want out of this life and what is going to be required of you to get there? And when you get laser focused on that feeling and get connected to that feeling and that vision for your life, it truly becomes so much easier because you have a why behind what you're asking for. You have a why behind the decisions that you're making and how you're showing up. And that will drive you like literally nothing you have ever felt before. I love that so much. One thing that you reminded me of that I'd love to switch gears and talk about for a second is before Powerhouse Women, you were in a different career and you were doing really well and you were very successful, especially for your age. Not that that matters, but at the point of your life, how did you get the courage to switch to kind of the unknown? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it the unknown because it's a business and you're stepping in, you're taking a role, you know, business. What is it like 98 percent of businesses fail within the first five years or something like that? Maybe more. I think it's the first year. So you take a risk from a successful standpoint to go to something else that's calling you. I'd love for you to talk about what that looked like and how you made that decision. Mm, I love that. And I feel like so many of your listeners are probably in that kind of space in their life where they like know that they're meant to be doing something different. They like feel it in their bones. And it was really hard. I will say that. And it kind of goes back to like the beginning of my personal development journey. I feel like I started to get glimpses of what I was capable of. Mm -hmm. And I started to get clear on how I wanted to feel in my day-to-day life. And you guys are going to hear that theme throughout this whole conversation. Like, I got clear, and then I got clear on this. I spent time sitting with myself and asking myself questions, and it just drives your decisions in a different way when you have that clarity. So for me, I just was basically going to work every day. I was crushing it. I was making really good money. I was doing all of the things that from the outside world looked amazing on paper. And I was getting a lot of accolades, I guess you could say for that. Like people were recognizing me for it. People were praising me for it. Um, I'm sure my husband loved it. I was bringing home really good money, things like that. And I just got so clear on what I wanted in the future that I, it was so obvious to me that that those two didn't go hand in hand And I had to just decide to take a leap, a really, really uncomfortable, scary leap that made sense to no one other than myself. And it's funny because as we're recording this whole podcast, I am saying things. And even as I hear myself speak, it's so crazy that I have went and like leaped all of these times and made these crazy decisions because you guys, that is not my personality. So if you're listening and you're just like, oh my gosh, she's just like a risk taker and she's like, you know, goes the, goes the other direction of things. I want you to know that that's actually not my personality. And so this is available to them as well, to everyone listening. It was literally just a leap of knowing that there was something amazing out there for me that I hadn't discovered yet. And a lot of intuition. I was very intuitively led. I I felt very called to 
um, working with Powerhouse, Lindsay and I met in our, it was like literally how some people meet like their soulmate. That's literally how like Lindsay and I's meeting was, who's the founder of Powerhouse Women. And I just kind of went with it. And when you, when you look at like worst case scenario, I actually knew that if that didn't work out, I would be just fine because I had figured it out before. Yeah. So sometimes looking at worst case scenario can be super helpful because it's like, really, what is the worst case scenario? Like me, for me, it's never meeting my true potential versus if I wouldn't have taken that leap, I would have never got to see. I would have just stayed comfy and cozy for my whole life and like never known. Yeah. So two follow-up questions for that. First is what about the person that is feeling this way, but they don't know the direction. They haven't Mm -hmm. seen the opportunity. They don't have the idea of something they want to create or where they want to go. They just know where they're at isn't the right place. What would you tell that person? Um, Move. Move as fast as you can. (laughs) Fail forward. I'm not even kidding because... I had no idea that taking that leap into powerhouse would be what it ended up being. I had no idea, but I knew that anything was better than staying in that same exact position. So I I feel like if you're listening and you just like don't really know, but you know where you're at isn't the right place, start to try new things now. Move in different directions now, you know, and that can start with something as simple as trying different hobbies out hanging out around different groups of friends who have different ideas. It doesn't have to be as something as crazy as like leaping out of your job. Just start to move into the unknown in different areas and you'll start to discover things about yourself or things that light you up. And, you know, for me, one of the things was I worked in a very male dominated industry. I worked in real estate investment and wholesale real estate and it was all men. It was literally all men, the polar opposite of powerhouse women. Um, And I just knew that I wanted to be in a space where it was more about women and uplifting women and like breaking glass ceilings and having more opportunity and not being looked at as like, oh, the blonde girl, like that, Mm -hmm. that, that young blonde girl, you know, that's doing this stuff. It, I just wanted a space where I could show up as my authentic self and that would be enough. And so when you are trying to take that leap, just start looking for things like that. Like what interests you? What excites you? What drives you? And go do it. That's really the biggest thing. I think a lot of people just sit in a unhappy position and are so fearful of making the wrong decision that they make no decision. And at the end of the day, any decision you make is going to leave you one step closer. It might be a fail. I've had some epic fails, you guys. <laughs> I have leaped out of some jobs and done some things that were literally on paper epic failures. And yet I sit here today and I literally am the most happy I have ever been. I'm, I would say I'm thriving. I know that that sounds a little cocky, but like I'm literally no. thriving. And it's because I never was okay with just being okay. And I think you have to find that within yourself. Yeah, just keep going. Okay, second follow-up question is, you're not the founder of the business that you are the partner in the CIO of, but a huge, huge role. And I would love for you to talk about that because so many women think that in order to do what they want to do or be in what is calling them, that they have to start it. And you don't always have to start it. And there's actually a lot of pros behind not starting it and really finding where you can be the secret like success sauce of whatever is calling you. I'd love for you to talk about that. 
So before I was a partner at Powerhouse Women, I was a partner at a real estate investment fund that I was talking about. It had a different founder and I came in and took over some ownership of the company and was able to be like a true partner within that company. And I'll never forget like what the series of events that led to there because I was listening to a podcast. Literally, you know, when you just have like such a vivid memory of something, I was in my bathroom, I was listening to a podcast. I literally remember the type of mascara I was putting on and it was Grant Cardone. And he was, people were like, why at the time um, the 10X stuff didn't exist. It was really just him going on like shows and investing money. And he was a big, huge investor. And he was on this podcast and they were asking him, they were like, why don't you own your own company? Like, why haven't you launched your own company outside of your product brand or outside of your personal brand? And he was like, so many businesses already exist. Like, I don't need to, and I don't want that to hold anyone back, right? There's room for everyone, but there, there is a different way to look at it is there's so many things that already exist. And if you can bring a unique set of skills to the table, um, why add to that? Why not just go make something that's already working better? And that's pretty much like how I felt. And I sought that out. I sought that out in the real estate place. I knew that wholesale real estate was really like going to be the next big thing. And this was before it was a big thing. Honestly, now everyone talks about like, um, wholesale real estate in the real estate world. And it was, it wasn't really being talked about that much yet. And I kind of knew that, that was going to be blowing up, particularly in Phoenix, Arizona, because of the housing market. And I went on job interviews knowing that those companies were like in startup mode and that I could bring a whole new set of value that they like didn't even see coming to the table. And that's what I did. And so it really was like inspiration from that Grant Cardone episode of like, why would I go create something from the ground up that I didn't have a clear vision on? I have like a fun little list of ideas of businesses and things that I would do like in the future or something like that. But I think a lot of the people, a lot of the time people just think to have freedom to live like an entrepreneurial lifestyle, you have to start a business. And I never had an idea that I truthfully was like, this is going to be it. You know, Mm -hmm. like this is what people need. This is a solution. I never really truly felt that stem from myself. But what I did see is businesses that were kind of working that were taking off, that were doing well, but needed like a whole new level of support and intention behind them. And then I kind of just used it as like an opportunity. Yeah. And that's available to everyone, honestly. And I think too, even outside of, I I will say that it is a unique situation that I've been able to come in as a partner on two different companies that have already existed. Like that is definitely interesting to me. I feel like it's like in my cosmic design somewhere (laughs) or something. Um, But you can do the same thing in a different way where you're not a partner, but you still have so much freedom, so much flexibility you know, depending on what type of company you'd like to work for, there are a lot of options available to people. And I don't think people quite realize that yet. We're still kind of stuck in the the mind space of like corporate America vibes and the workplace has changed and you can work for someone on your own time. You can travel, you can do all of these things that are benefits of being an entrepreneur, but you don't have to take on the risk. I would say I Don't fall into that category because I do feel like I've taken on a lot of like risk in my situation, but you can do that in a different way. It it is available. It's just like choosing to see the opportunity. 
Well, taking on a partner role, like you are taking on part of the risk, but there are so many roles where you can have flexibility as an employee and work with an aligned business owner. And I think so often we think, okay, I either have to hate my job and work for corporate or I have to start my own thing. And there are so many options in between. It just takes getting curious and asking questions and finding people online that you might align with their business. I know you do such a good job of this for your own, like finding people that you align with and support your dreams and goals. And then also just like for sponsors and people to work with, with Powerhouse, if someone's like, okay, no, I want to work in this type of industry or this type of person, like how would you recommend that they start engaging or interacting with those types of people and business owners? Yeah, totally. I'm like, ooh, that's such a broad question. That is a very broad question. But I would say just making yourself visible to them. Um, So like, whether that be supporting them or sending like an email to them, that's like showing how that you can support them, or how you would be able to show up for them. I think everything at the end of the day is like networking and creating relationships. And you're going to create a lot of relationships that probably will do nothing for you. And then you might have a moment where something like me, where I put myself out there and I met Lindsay and it was like the stars aligned, you know? So I feel like it really is just reaching out to people, connecting with people, watching what's going on. Um, So if there's an industry you really like, like who's up and coming, who is like starting to kind of get big really fast or, um, who's doing things differently than you've seen done before. I, you know, I kind of have my idea of like, I, that could be like a natural strength. Maybe I can really like put my finger on the pulse and see if I feel like something is going to be like up and coming, but just keep your eye on the industry, watch people, reach out to people, connect people without wanting anything in, in return. And then those conversations will start to happen because let's say you are, you know, interested in something in the beauty industry and you're having conversations with a lot of people in the beauty industry and then the time comes that you like want to be a part of that industry you never know like the connections that could already be built there so really just kind of starting with that foundation of relationship building yeah and we're in an age now that makes this so easy because I know that sometimes it can feel like there's no extra time alongside parent life Mm -hmm. and everything else, but you can definitely send messages and connect with people on the internet, heading to an event. Speaking of events and networking, (laughs) the powerhouse community and the powerhouse event have been a huge part of my life and my journey for the last year. And if you follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen me share about Lindsay and Hannah and the women that I've met through various programs that they put on. And the way I was introduced to powerhouse is a little unconventional that I met uh, Lindsay, the founder's husband through my husband, but it unlocked this door once I said, oh, Oh, there's this woman that runs this community of women that are pursuing higher versions of themselves alongside their businesses or their callings. And they have this giant community and this annual event that is absolutely amazing. Now, I could speak all day. I already do about how impactful this community has been for me. But Hannah, I would love to hear your words. Who is Powerhouse for? Who is the woman that's listening that is like, that's my community and I need to go tap in? And what are the ways that they can tap in this year? Oh, totally. So first of all, anybody that is on this podcast listening to this kind of content, that is literally who the event is for. The event is for 
the version of myself that I talked about throughout this podcast that knew that there was something else that literally knew deep in my soul that I was meant for something more, that I was meant for more impact and that there was more possible for me than what I was currently living into. And if you have had that feeling, literally the event is for you. I feel like it really just calls you up. It calls you into action. It helps you see this little like sparkle of possibility for what you're truly capable of achieving. So honestly, I feel like for this type, normally for a podcast, I would probably be able to give like more clear direction on who it's for. Like it's for a woman, it's for people who are interested in X, Y, and Z. But really, if you are listening to like the Mama Has Goals podcast, the Powerhouse Woman event is basically for you. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. And you don't have to be a business owner, right? No, like no. it's not just about business ownership. While there are a lot of business owners there, there are a lot of people that are just like, do I want to take that direction? Do I want to connect with someone? Do I want to network? Do I have a side hustle? Whatever that is. So I cannot speak highly enough about getting in the room. It's just a completely different impact when you do that. It's so important to really allow yourself to be there. And yes, moms, I know that that can be challenging. I actually have a free guide called Mama's Gone. And I can tell you how I set myself up for success to be gone from my family for an event. But I highly recommend this event. It is actually the first self-development event I ever went to. I don't know if you know that, Hannah. I didn't know that. And I threw my own first before I ever went to one. But (laughs) (laughs) it was the first one I went to. But what? It's 500-ish women. Around 600. Yeah. Around 600 women. And talk about some of the speakers that are coming this year. Yeah, totally. Um, You know, and I really, I want to say something because really quickly before I talk about that, because we in the last few sentences have talked about like time and not taking time away, you know, taking time away from family and things like that. And I just want to really pinpoint the fact that when you want to live a really big, bold life that feels really good and looks really good and all of those things, you're going to have to make decisions that aren't easy. You're going to have to show up for yourself in a way that you have never showed up for yourself before. And that is going to include things like no longer using time as an excuse, no longer using resources as an excuse, and starting to really look at things from the perspective of like, I'm this is happening. How am I going to make it happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel, felt really, really called to share that because I feel like it's come up in a lot of the different things that we've said. Like you can choose to look at it from the perspective of like, yeah, I don't have the time or I don't have the resources. I don't have the support. Or you can look at it from like, how can I create those things? So I just really felt called to <laughs> share that yeah. before we dove into like the speaker lineup. But if you're feeling called to be do anything, do it. Don't make excuses. Find a reason for it. Um, and the powerhouse event could definitely give you like a little bit of inspiration behind starting to show up that way in your life. But we have some really cool speakers this year. Ronnie Brown is someone I'm really excited about. She is a um, kind of like a personal branding coach, but she talks a lot about confidence and cultivating confidence and how to really show up as this version of ourselves that we've kind of been talking about this whole podcast episode. Um, And then we have Amy Porterfield, who is like a marketing expert, guru. A lot of people have heard of her, but she's actually talking about a little bit of a different topic. She just recently released a book called Two Weeks Notice, I believe. And it's about kind of making that step into entrepreneurship or into taking on, even if it's like a side hustle, some type of idea that you've really wanted to do for a long time. 
Um, so it's going to be really cool because I don't really feel like a lot of people get to see that side of her. They typically see Amy as someone who's giving email list building tips and marketing tips. So it's going to be really cool to see like that side of her. And then, oh my gosh, so much more. They're all listed on the yeah. website. I'm like, and they're not even all announced yet. <laughs> it's so exciting. But seriously, getting an event, getting in a room. And while I think Powerhouse is one of the best that you could go to, you'll see Hannah and I there. Maybe or maybe not. Little baby Hannah. Baby baby Hannah will be there. <laughs> will be there. Okay. And so if that's not a reason to come, I don't know what is. But I mean, actually, there are so many great things about the Powerhouse event. But I will say, like, if for some reason, I don't know what it is, but if for some reason this event isn't calling you, then I do challenge you to find an event that is for you this mm-hmm. year. And so if it's not this one, I don't know why it wouldn't be. I'm serious when I say that. But if it's not for some reason, do find a way to put yourself in a room this year that is going to allow you to step into who you want to be and what you want to become, not just for you, but for those little humans that Mm -hmm. are either already here or maybe coming and really show up for yourself in that way. Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for changing the narrative of how we share pregnancies. Thank you so much for showing up for yourself, for how you're going to step into motherhood, for being an amazing business partner and how you show up for Powerhouse, a huge part of my story and my journey this last year. I'm so inspired by you and I can't wait to see all the things I learned from you as a mom. Now I have a whole new way to learn (laughs) from you and I'm so excited. Is there anything that you would love to leave our listeners with today? Oh, is there? Um, Yeah, create a vision for your life, you guys, and be relentless in figuring out how to make it happen. We're all worthy of that. We're all worthy of living like a huge, big, fulfilling life. And I think we've been lied to in a lot of ways, thinking that motherhood takes that away from us, but it actually is so possible. I truly believe that you guys can have it all. And if you're listening to this podcast, you literally are someone who is so capable of that. So create a clear vision, get after it. And I just can't wait to cheer you guys on. Thank you, Hannah. Hannah, you share the great this content about wellness and all the different things of tangible takeaways and also inspirational messages. Where can we follow you? Yes. So I totally took an Instagram hiatus during this whole like personal evolution, but I'm going to be coming back. So come follow me over at Instagram, um, Hannah M. Wells. And then I actually was posting a little bit here and there over the last few months on TikTok. So if you're interested in like pregnancy related wellness content, there's some over there and that's the same thing, Hannah M. Wells. But yeah, I'm so excited. Shoot me a DM when the episode goes live and tell us like what your favorite takeaways are because I love connecting with listeners. Thanks so much, Hannah. Thank you. Hey mama, I want to make sure you know about this really epic opportunity we have going on right now for you to win a woman owned product to celebrate Valentine's Day and Women's History Month. From February 13th through the end of March for Women's History Month, we are giving away a woman owned product every single day in our free phone app. All you have to do is go to your app store, type mama has goals, M-O-M-M-A has goals, download the app, Say hello to the community in the main activity feed group, and you are up to win one of our epic giveaway prizes, 46 different opportunities. So tap in, say hello, and see what you win.